With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. So, uh, I mean, I'm just basically keeping an eye on this story on uh, Twitter. And there's obviously this this just has happened in Saskatchewan, so a lot we don't know, but it sounds like the Humboldt Broncos bus was uh, hit by a semi on a way to a game in Nipawin. The game obviously has been cancelled. Stars announced they were uh, on scene, so uh, very sad stuff, potentially. I guess I shouldn't uh, jump ahead of myself because we don't know uh, the extent of any injuries or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, not good, obviously. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that out of uh, Humboldt and a reminder about uh, the, the what can sometimes be the dangers of uh, travel going across uh, the junior circuits across our country. So we're thinking about the Humboldt Broncos tonight, and we'll keep an eye on that situation. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio, 630 Chet. NHL tonight, Sabres and Lightning tied 4-4 late in the second period. A couple of points for Kucherov in that one. Blues and Blackhawks, big game, no score late in the first. Late in the second period, Penguins up 2-0 on the Senators. Crosby has his 29th, Gensel his 22nd, Stars and Ducks still to come. Oilers Canucks tomorrow 6:30 faceoff show game will start at eight here on 6:30. Chad Blue Jays underway after a rain delay in Texas, no score. Bottom of the second inning, Raptors taking it to the Pacers tonight, 65-42. That is late in the third quarter. Patrick Reed leads the Masters nine under. Mark Leishman second at seven under. Canadian Adam Hadwin a three over 75 today. He is even for the tournament, tied for 18th. Well, one of my favorite tournaments is going to start next week in Rosetown, Saskatchewan. It's the good old Allen Cup, uh, a tournament I had the pleasure of covering several times while I worked in Lloydminster. The Lacombe Generals beat the Stony Plain Eagles in the Alberta final. They're off to the Allen Cup, and I'm pleased to welcome from the Generals, it's Ian Bartow. Ian, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming on tonight. Uh, I, I do enjoy talking about senior men's hockey. It's uh, I, I know maybe it's a bit of a bit of a niche niche thing, but there there are a lot of great stories in there. So you know, kind of start there. What was uh, your because you are a former U of A Golden Bear, obviously. What was your story that you decided you know you wanted to keep playing and you wanted to join the uh, the, the generals and the AAA ranks? Well. Uh... It's kind of the the bug that never goes away, you know, playing competitive hockey. And, and after I retired from playing uh, professional hockey, I I had come back and and you know let my body rest and things like that. And and uh, I was just kind of having a bit of a 
a hard time with with not playing anymore and and I went out and and uh played some beer league legitimate beer league uh, with some buddies and I mean it's uh, at the adult level it's basically glorified keep away which is nowhere near the kind of hockey that I like to play um a bit more of a uh rough and tumble guy so I went out and and we actually uh played Sate and uh it was just kind of like uh you know getting that uh that rush back of of being able to finish a body check and and you know play play for actually something that's a little bit more real than than uh you know saying that you're better than the other other team so there's a cup uh at the end of at the end of next week and and that's what we're we're playing for the Allen Cup's going to start on Monday. Lacombe will play the host team on Tuesday and then Stony Creek on Wednesday. All six teams make the playoffs, but if you finish first in your three-team pool, you get a bye into the semifinal. The championship game is next Saturday, April 14th. Tell me about the, the final against Stony Plain. Uh, I mean, I've, I had Tyler Buns on from the Eagles uh, earlier in the playoffs. That is an incredible rivalry between those two teams. What was it uh, like playing them and what put you guys over the top in the league final? Well, it's uh, throughout the, the course of the season, you know, there's um, a lot of animosity between between the men out there and, and it doesn't just fall between Stony Plain. It's pretty much almost every team. There's a lot of pride on the line and, and uh, you know, the games at, at times can almost feel like you're, they're getting a, you know, a bit out of hand. But uh, we're all, you know, working professionals, so we keep that in mind. And, and uh, at the end of the day, we're just kind of uh, able to, to string a little bit more together to, to come out with the result that we wanted. Um, but all in all, they, they played us very, very, very hard, but they just couldn't kind of handle the, the depth that our team has. All right, Ian Barteau joining us from the Lacombe Generals, Alberta champions. They're going to be representing Alberta in the Allen Cup next week. That's the senior men's AAA title. So, Ian, I got to ask you, and and as I I often talk about, and I I did at the top of this interview, covering the Lloyd Border Kings, getting to know that level of hockey, there's a lot of commitment involved. Uh, Guys aren't getting paid. I I mean, you might might get a roll of tape every now and then from your manager if he finds one in the back of his truck. But uh, what what is your commitment level like? Because you're, I mean, you're working during the day and and you're traveling around to practice in games, aren't you? Yeah, so um, every Wednesday we practice. uh, The majority of the guys can make it. Um, I mean, the majority of our team are actually Calgarians, so... It's even a bigger commitment for them to be there because they have a farther drive uh, than the guys from from Edmonton and and being from Fort Saskatchewan, it's uh, it's an hour and a half for me to get to practice on a Wednesday. And then, I mean, I got home at twelve thirty one on this Wednesday or Thursday morning, and then you got to be up to teach the next day because I'm a teacher. So it's uh, it's a huge commitment, but at the end of the day, you really only you do it for three reasons and. And one is is to win, and and two is, uh, you know, for for exercise. I mean, it's not like uh, this is our job anymore. So it's it's the that nice kind of way to get some some exercise in and some steam let off. And then the most important part is is the camaraderie around the guys and being in the dressing room and, and you know the chumminess that you missed from when you did play. And uh, I mean that's that's the real the real big three reasons why we do do it. Um, but it's a heck of a commitment. That's that's every weekend from um, 
September all the way till April uh, that's gone. So the guys you do have wives and girlfriends and significant others, it's a, it's a massive commitment for both them and, and their families. Where are you teaching, Ian, and what are you teaching? So I teach at, uh, I teach at Vimy Ridge. Um, I teach grade 9 science, uh, PE and hockey. So actually, a lot of my students just had their Alberta Cup tryouts, and, and the majority of them actually made it, which was pretty cool. So I had sent an email home to their parents saying, you know, I had, uh, you know, the the luxury of, of making it and even winning it. So today, um, my mom, uh, she had, had messaged me saying, I found your Alberta Cup stuff, so I'm going to bring that in for my kids to see, and, and hopefully when I do come back, uh, the following Monday, I come back and I get to show them the cup too. So that's the the big goal of it, and, and kind of cool that my my kids get to to experience this as well. Um, not just me, but it's kind of uh, all encompassing uh, to see that their teacher, you know, still has it. <laughs> nice, that's pretty cool. Okay, yeah. Ian Barto joining us, and you're you're a former Alberta Golden Bear. Uh, you won, was it? Uh, you won at least one national title. How many did you yeah. win? So I did. I did win one. I had to wait five years for it. Uh, won my, or I lost in in overtime, my first year, and and then uh, had to wait another four years to win it. So it really doesn't matter how many you win. It's just a matter of winning. So it's uh it's a pretty sweet kind of accolade to have, and a pretty special group to be a part of. And and it's just kind of that that legacy that the Golden Bears have. So pretty pretty proud of the boys for winning their their third one there. Um, and uh, I actually got to see the ring. It's it's pretty darn cool looking. Right on. Ian, okay, so the Allen Cup is next week. Like I mentioned, I have covered these tournaments. Um, I don't know if things, uh, I mean, the last time I covered one, I covered firsthand. It was a long time ago. I You know, it, it, 2007. I did play-by-play yeah. play when the Border Kings won in Stony Plain. Um, I know that's considered the modern era. I don't think teams had a lot of video on each other. I don't know if there's a lot of scouting <laughs> reports other than word of mouth. And that was a pretty competitive tournament, but there have been games where it's like, you know, four teams were good and the other two teams lost games, you know, 8-1. Eight, eight, I mean, do you have yeah. any information on these other teams? I'm sure Rosetown is going to be good because they're the host. Yeah, so we Rosetown's actually in our league. Uh, we beat them in the league final, so we won our league and then we won uh, Provincials and, and now we're off to Nationals, so we have a good idea what Rosetown is like. They're they're big and they're fast, and and it's a smaller rink. Uh, they got a great power play, but uh, but they're definitely beatable. I mean, every team is beatable if you play the right game. So uh, the other teams coming in, we don't have too much information about them. Um, our um, you know uh, upper personnel definitely have a better idea because they've they've been around it for so long, so they know players and this and that and. And uh, it'll all be basically a chess match from the beginning. And then once things start to open up, it'll be, you know, back to kind of um, how the tournament rolls with, with you got to win every game. So it'll be tight hockey. It'll be, it'll be good hard hockey. But uh, nonetheless, it'll be a challenge for everyone. And you're going, you're, you have to go a little bit later than your teammates because you got to teach, don't you? This is the great <laughs> yeah, thing. So, so Monday, I mean, uh, I just had, I, I said to our, our GM, I said, God, it would have been nice if this tournament was on spring break. Then I wouldn't be, uh, you know, giving up so much because they do make it very, very expensive for teachers to not be there. But it's a great opportunity for both myself and, and for my kids uh, to kind of see that, you know, 
just because you're not a professional for in the hockey world doesn't mean that uh, you can't win something or you know do something at a at a really high level. So it's a good opportunity, but nonetheless, I do got to teach Monday, so I'll be in there teaching them uh, about environmental chemistry and and uh, I think I got a spin class and, and some other things planned for them for phys ed, but. Um, it's uh, it's what needs to be done, and then I'll show up uh, Monday evening after driving there, and, and it starts rocking and rolling on Tuesday for me. Well, I hear Rosetown is beautiful this time of year, so I hope you enjoy that, Ian. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. I just hope the wind chill isn't too bad. There's not too much stopping anything blowing through Saskatchewan. Well, you know, I, I always, uh, I, I guess, you know, with the Border Kings no longer existing, I, I always cheer for the Alberta champion in the Allen Cup. So I hope it goes well for you guys. I'll be following the scores. Ian, thanks for telling your story. Uh, great level of hockey, fun tournament. Enjoy the experience, man. Yeah, thanks so much. Hopefully, uh, if, if we do get to talk again, I, I am a champion. So that's, that's the goal, and that's the goal every year. So hopefully we can make it happen this year. Good stuff. That is Ian Barteau checking in from the Lacombe Generals. They will start play at the Allen Cup on Tuesday. The tournament starts in Rosetown on Monday. All right, Inside Sports on 6.30, Chet. And yeah, I'll definitely be following that tournament next week. 780-496-0063 is the phone number. You can text 630-630. And uh, this is obviously is a, a show that we uh, try to keep entertaining and we try to have a lot of fun on. And uh, we'll still bring you what we have scheduled tonight. But obviously, I'm trying to keep everybody updated as best as possible about that bus crash in Saskatchewan, the Humboldt Broncos of the SJHL on the way to a game in Nippawan. Uh, sounds like the, the bus was hit by a semi. Um, and that's really all I have factually right now. It's kind of one of those situations you hate to uh, speculate. Stars was going to the scene or has been on scene. So probably uh, more to come on that. Hopefully there is uh, nothing too uh, tragic out of that. But we will keep you updated as we move along throughout the night. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. It is 723. Blue Jays taking on the Texas Rangers. No score top of the third, but the Jays have the bases loaded with one out. Uh, Blue Jays uh, lost their first couple of games, won four in a row, and then uh, lost the, uh, obviously, the final the game against the Chicago White Sox. I, I just, I, I, I just want to say something here, and this is a potentially, well, it is, it is a bad situation, obviously, with... Uh, with the Humboldt bus crash, and I know I'm getting some messages from people saying they've they've heard this, they've heard this, and I, I do want to say I I appreciate that, and, and I'm I'm glad you're reaching out when when it comes to a situation like this. Uh, I am going to be uh, cautious with what I report because I don't want to create any, um, you know, rumors or or say something that could turn out to be false. So obviously this is a very scary situation. Um, the Humboldt Broncos bus apparently hit by a semi on the way to a game in uh, Nippowin. Uh, we do know that RCMP are there. The highways closed down. This is near Tisdale, Saskatchewan. That's uh, northeast of Saskatoon. Uh, Stars Air Ambulance uh, was dispatched there. So, yes, there obviously has been a bad crash. And in terms of, uh, in, in terms of you know, injuries 
anything else, I mean, I'm, I'm, there's obviously a word here I'm reluctant to even use just because we don't know uh, until uh, until we we get official word from RCMP or, or or the teams or anything like that. So that's that's why I, it's, it's this is not something I want to speculate on. Uh, I mean, if there's obviously some pictures circulating on social media. Uh, it's really scary, and uh, I'm just telling you what I know tonight, and obviously this will be a story that uh, we'll be following uh, across the country, I'm sure, but uh, obviously thinking about the Humboldt Broncos and, and, and hoping, uh, hoping for the best after that crash. From a uh, sports uh, standpoint, in terms of uh, other things uh, going on, the Oilers will play the Vancouver Canucks tomorrow, 6.30 face-off show. The game will start at 8 here on 6.30, Chad. That's our final broadcast of the season, courtesy Furnace Family, Edmonton's furnace replacement experts. Call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. John texting to 6.30, He says, Reed, when it comes to the Hart Trophy, I ask myself two questions. Number one, what position is the team in because of that player and number two what position would they be in without that player and then John goes on to say by that standard McDavid's actual impact and value on the team's overall placement is less impactful than Hall McKinnon and Giroux etc. Darcy uh, writing back says McDavid should be considered ahead of McKinnon he has more goals and points he's about 30 points or more ahead of the next player on his roster whereas McKinnon is more like only 10 or more I would look at that as being more valuable under those conditions. And Scott says, Reed, how do you define value to a team? It's not just most points because that's what the Art Ross is for. Value is tricky to nail down and subjective. The Oilers were bad with McDavid and they would be bad without McDavid this year. So how can he win it? But I'm not sure Hall makes his team any better either. He is a bit of a one-man show still. Scott concludes by saying McKinnon does, however, make his team better. And that's the beauty of the argument. Everybody's going to have their own opinion, and that's why I'm fine with the debate, and I enjoy it, and I'm fine with there being a vote. And if McDavid doesn't win the Hart Trophy, if he's voted second in the Hart Trophy, that's still a heck of a season. And I think he's going to have a chance to win more hearts down the road. All right, we'll keep a quick timeout. Uh, Blue Jays going up 3-0 here in the uh, top of the third on Texas. They're still batting. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. All right, well, this is a tough night for the hockey world as uh, the RCMP has, and again, I'm following this on, on Twitter, but several reporters in Saskatchewan, uh, the RCMP has confirmed that there are fatalities in the bus crash near Tisdale, Saskatchewan, the Humboldt Broncos bus reportedly hit by a semi on the way to a game in Nipawin in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Uh, There are no, and also uh, there are injuries as well. There are no numbers confirmed, uh, but obviously this is a a very sad and uh, and tragic situation. Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on 630 Ched, as uh, we keep an eye on this uh, sad and breaking story. And we bring uh, Greg Drinnen onto the show, uh, who we've uh, had on several times uh, over the years, a uh, longtime WHL reporter. And, uh, Greg, you also wrote a book on a very uh, tragic incident in the Western Hockey League about the swift current Broncos uh, bus crash. And uh, I, I know you talked to a lot of people uh, involved in that, and there were four fatalities there. And uh, this must be pretty tough for you to follow along with tonight as well. 
Yeah, I'd actually, uh, Rita, I'd actually thought and hoped that we'd gotten through this hockey season uh, with what seemed to be a never-ending winter without anything like this happening. But uh, what I understand has happened, uh, what, about 30 kilometers from Nippon today is, is, is just tragic. Um, the RCMP have said that there are fatalities, although they haven't said how many. I am hearing that it's in double figures. So this is, uh, th- this is just, just a tragic day. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad, and and I mean, Greg, it's it's a reminder about the the thousands and thousands of kilometers that are are put on buses every day with uh, with all these kids and and the coaches and, and the drivers. Now there there are reports here that it was a semi that uh, crashed into the bus, and again we got we, we don't there's a lot we don't know. We're sitting here a province or two away, obviously. But uh, you know, it's 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 a reminder about all the travel involved in these leagues, and especially going across uh, some of some of the Western Junior leagues. Yes, and and uh, for li- living in Kamloops um, in, in the winter, we the only place we can go to without going over a mountain pass is Kelowna. Um, if you're going to go to Vancouver, you're going over the Coquihalla. If you're going to go north, you're going over the Monashi Mountains. And of course, if you're going east, you're going over the Rogers Pass, and uh, you know if you're going down into the, into the Kootenays, there's there's mountain passes there. So it was a real eye opener for me when I, I moved here in 2000, and it, it was a real eye opener for me. And this winter was was especially ugly. Uh, our son and his his wife and daughter live in Burnaby, and we finally got there two weekends ago um, because you, the the Coquihalla was was so iffy. It's uh, it's higher elevations and, and the snow is uh, is so unpredictable. The weather conditions are so unpredictable up there, and uh, of course that's where the where the hockey teams go. And uh, the fact that that we got to this stage of the of the winter, I'll just tell you a little story. When the, when the Vancouver Giants come to Kamloops, their bus driver, a gentleman by the name of Derek Holloway, longtime Giants bus driver, almost always sits beside me in the press box. Their second last trip in, which I believe was in early March. The weather was really, really nasty. And they got over the Coco Cay, and then it it, it, uh, it turned worse. And Derek and I were, were in the press box while the game was ongoing. We were we were monitoring the, the Drive BC uh, highway cameras, uh, the, the weather forecast, all that kind of stuff. And I must tell you, I was really impressed. Glenn Hanlon, the Giants general manager, uh, wasn't with the team that night. Uh, at, early on, Derek picked up the phone. Uh, phoned Glenn, told him the situation, and without any hesitation at all, Glenn Hanlon said, it's on you, Derek. Um, if you want to stay, stay. Don't be taking any chances. And uh, that was the end of that. They, they spent the night in the hotel. And so, you know, the, the, the mindset, certainly in the WHL, and I would assume in all of junior hockey, has certainly changed since the, since the Swift Current Broncos accident that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, well, and I, and I, you know, I covered the AJHL for several years, and there were plenty of stories like that where teams said, you know what, we're we're not going back in a blizzard, or we're we're just whatever, we're gonna get a hotel or stay an extra night yeah. because it, it's just not worth it. Uh, uh, it, Greg- used to, it used to be the show went on. You know, it, it didn't matter what the weather was, we're going. And, and end of story. But that that certainly has changed. That part of it's really good to see. Greg Drinnen joining us on Inside Sports tonight. Reed Wilkins uh, with you, and we're just keeping an eye on uh, 
I mean, obviously at this point we're relying a lot on uh, on social media and, and, and people reaching out, but unfortunately the RCMP have confirmed that there are fatalities as a result of the Humboldt Broncos bus, bus crash on the way to a game to play uh, Nippon. Uh, Greg, the, obviously you, you wrote the book, Sudden Death on the Swift Current Broncos bus crash. That's how you and I originally... Uh, got to know each other because uh, I was producing Oilers Now and we had you on with Bob Stoffer a few times. That that crash for Swift Current, um, December 30th, 1986, was that a, was that a road condition winter uh, scenario or what happened there? Yeah, that was, uh, the Broncos were on their way to Regina to play the Pats that night. Um, they had just left Swift, Swift Current and the roads were, uh, were, were slushy and icy and there was some wind and uh, basically the Broncos, uh, the bus fishtailed, and down it went into the, in, into the ditch, hit a, uh, an approach, and, uh, and ended up on its side. You know, flew, flew through the air and ended up on its side. But, um, you know, th- thankfully it was, a, it was a, uh, you know, take that with, with a grain of salt, but it was a single vehicle accident. There wasn't another vehicle involved. This, this one with the, hum- with the humble Broncos, my understanding is that there was a, a semi involved in it. Uh, I, I don't know what happened. I, I don't know how it came about, but the semi apparently T-boned the, the Broncos bus. Uh, that, you know, that certainly wasn't, wasn't the case with, with, the, with the Swift Current Broncos, but there, the, the weather certainly was a factor there. I don't know that it was a, it was a factor in, in the one today. I, I, I have seen one photo uh, that was e- emailed to me from from uh, someone at the site, and uh, I-, I can tell you the skies were blue. But uh, I-, I lived on the prairies. I know, uh, as you will know from living at Edmonton, from 15 minutes to the next 15 minutes, the weather can can certainly change a lot. The you know the skies can clear, and that may well be what what happened there. Yeah, it's tough for sure. You, you know, as you, as Greg, as you as you obviously. You know, almost almost thirty years after the fact, it sort of delved into the the Swift Current crash, and obviously, uh, four players were k- killed in that. The uh, the four Broncos trophy now goes to the uh, best player in the Western Hockey League. You know, and and Swift Current is a, is an interesting community, a small WHL town. Obviously, Edmonton connections there with Manny Vivrios coaching the Broncos, Oilers draft pick Stuart Skinner and Net uh, Giorgio Estefan out of Edmonton is on that team as as well, but. As you sort of delved into Swift Current, the impact of the crash, uh, what did you learn? What emotions did you uncover along the way? Well, that that one was different because, dare I say it, Graham James was involved, and um, one of the things that well, I should go back a bit when that accident happened, I was uh, assistant sports editor at the at the Regina Leader Post, and one of the things that I often wondered about, but had never really asked anyone, was uh, why there were no grief counselors brought in to Swift Current. Um, and, and also why the, the Swift Current Broncos were hustled back into game action as quickly as they were. Now, the answer to the, to the second question we were led to believe was that the players voted to, to continue the season and they wanted to get back on the ice as quickly as they can, you know, in the, the the story we were told was that, that getting back on the ice would get their minds off uh, the, the tragedy and the fact that they lost four friends in, in, in this accident. But later found out that the, the reason there were no grief counselors was because Graham James uh, told people there was no need for them. Well, now we know why Graham James didn't want 
want grief counselors. He didn't want his players, uh, you know, certainly some of the players talking to anyone at, at all. He wanted to to keep them in you know in, in his control in his little little circle. That so that's that's why there were no grief counselors brought in. And uh, as I found out doing the book as well, that he he certainly applied some pressure. You know, some people would even say a lot of pressure to the players to get back on the ice. Um, because again, uh, the quicker they got back on the ice, back into a routine, uh, the more he could control them, and the more he could uh, limit the the access of outside people, and, and certainly outside uh, uh, medical professionals, if you will, uh, limit their access to the same players. Yeah, yeah, that was a whole. Uh, yeah, that was very tragic, obviously, for a lot of reasons. Uh, yeah. Greg. I appreciate you jumping on. I mean, this is not uh, by any means uh, something we wanted to be talking about tonight. But but thanks, obviously, for uh, for your perspective on uh, a town, a city that's been through a tragedy and now, unfortunately, looks like uh, Humboldt and the SJHL and the world of uh, junior hockey is going to be dealing with something else here. Pretty sad. Southern Saskatchewan hockey fans get it again. Yeah, that's uh, that's just unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Greg, thank you so much for your time. Anytime, Reed. Take care. That is Greg Drennan checking in tonight, and I uh, wrote the uh, book Sudden Death about the Swift Current Broncos. Bus crash in December of 1986, and now we have uh, another one tonight, unfortunately. The Humboldt Broncos going to a game in Nippowin. Uh, reports are hit by a semi uh, near Tisdale on the way to Nippowin, and uh, the RCMP have confirmed fatalities. They have confirmed injuries. Uh, they have not given us any other details. There may be an update from the RCMP here before we hit the top of the hour. We'll bring you the latest as we get it. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chat. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Well, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Uh, tough night here for the world of sports, for the hockey world in Canada. And uh, if you're just joining us and there are... Details emerging, though we we don't have all the details, and uh, unfortunately, it, it is a tragedy, and uh, it does affect the Humboldt Broncos hockey team in the Saskatchewan Junior League. Busing to a game, a playoff game in Nipawin, a crash uh, late this afternoon. Sounds like a semi was involved, and uh, the RCMP have confirmed that there are fatalities. I'm just going to read a tweet here from uh, Lee Jones with uh, CTV Regina. Actually, Lee's from Sherwood Park. Uh, He tweeted a little while ago here, RCMP have released a statement. There are fatalities, but can't confirm the numbers after a serious accident involving the Humboldt Broncos. Um, And uh, it's, this is sad. And I mean, I'm I'm a little bit at a loss for, for what to say about it. And uh, I, I appreciate that a few listeners have reached out who know someone who knows somebody who uh, might be in that area or or have been by the scene. I'm obviously reluctant to uh, report some of the stuff I'm hearing just because I want to be careful. There there are Albertans on the Humboldt Broncos, uh, but again, we don't know uh, the number of the fatalities. We certainly don't know the names, but this is a very uh, tragic situation. We just had Greg Drinnen on the show who wrote the book Sudden Death about the bus crash that affected the Swift Current Broncos in the Western Hockey League back in 1986. Uh, four players were killed in that. Uh, obviously, Ian Herbers was on the team, former U of A Golden Bears uh, head coach, who's now an assistant coach with the Edmonton Oilers. And uh, Greg wrote a book about that, and he talked about how Graham James was the coach of the team, and that was obviously tied into Graham didn't want grief counselors around because he was uh, afraid that players might tell 
the stories of uh, of the abuse that Graham James was up to. So that was a, a tragedy heaped upon a tragedy there. So, um, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just trying to follow stuff on Twitter here and some of the reporters and uh, stations in Saskatchewan about what uh, what is happening. But there are unfortunately multiple fatalities. A bus c- carrying the uh, humble Broncos of the Saskatchewan. Junior Hockey League collided with... Okay, so here it is. It collided with a tractor trailer. Uh, about This is about 30 kilometers north of Tisdale, Saskatchewan, and uh, Tisdale is northeast of Saskatoon. So that's what we can tell you. Tonight, uh, obviously, this is not the type of thing you like talking about, whether it's a sports show or not, but uh, this will obviously be a story that's unfortunately going to affect uh, the hockey world for a long time to come and just uh hopefully that uh well i mean i don't don't know where i was going with that it's just it's just bad it's very sad Uh, i will give you the scoreboard here the games do go on in the national hockey league pittsburgh penguins lead ottawa three nothing that's in the third halfway through the third the lightning are up six five on the sabers halfway through the second period the st louis blues lead the chicago blackhawks one nothing blues and avalanche will play for the final playoff spot in the west tomorrow stars and ducks coming up at the top of the hour toronto raptors will finish first in the eastern conference they beat the indiana pacers seven three and the blue jays are in action leading five nothing over the texas rangers that game is in the top of the fourth the uh, text line is 63630 the phone number is 7804960063 the email inside sports at 630ched.com i know uh, anything we talk about is going to pale in comparison to that developing story uh, in saskatchewan uh, again just w- waiting for further details the oilers will play tomorrow night against the sedines it'll be the sedines final game in the national hockey league not necessarily considered fast players but uh pretty difficult to deal with here's head coach todd mcclellan it depends how you define fast i i don't know that they're going to win a race against connor but they're going to think their hands uh, their ability to read and react uh, sometimes slowing the game down makes you fast and, and uh, finding the right holes and arriving on time. So in my mind, uh, yeah, you know what, you probably wouldn't uh, bet on them in a race, but uh, they play the game very quick between the years. All right, and the McClellan, in a way, even though they'll be trying to stop them tomorrow, looking forward to going up against the Sedins tomorrow night. appreciate the Sedins tomorrow. Um, we're fortunate that they're going to play their last game here in Edmonton. I know that uh, they've been uh, mortal enemies of the Oilers for, for many, many years, but uh, we've also been able to appreciate and watch their skill level and how they affected and changed the game in a lot of different ways, and we'll be able to appreciate them tomorrow night and um, enjoy the evening. Um, you know, last night in, in Vancouver, it was very fitting that the game ended the way it did, and uh, they're couple of tremendous individuals in the league and the hockey world's been very lucky to have them i mean as a as a coach i know you try to say to your players okay here's some video here's some tendencies for other players here's ways to to limit them but in terms of scheming against those two guys were was there was there a way to actually tilt the odds a bit well a lot of times you you plan and you you're able to focus on one individual and uh, try and shut that guy down and and it affects his line mates. Uh, in their case, it was always both of them. And they, uh, you know, we used to talk about them sharing a brain and, and how instinctive they were and read off each other. Uh, perhaps two of the best passers ever on their backhands, the way they cycled, the way they protected the puck, and 
a lot of our preparation uh, in San Jose, Detroit, and uh, obviously here was always based around what they could do, um, especially in the offensive zone. But um, uh, very gifted, very smart, very intelligent. All right, head coach Todd McClellan with some thoughts on the Sedins. Oilers up against the Sedins tomorrow night here on 6.30. Chad, the face-off show will be at 6.30. The game will be at 8. You can keep it tuned to 6.30, Chad, for uh, updates from Saskatchewan uh, about the Humboldt Broncos bus crash. The uh, RCMP has confirmed fatalities in the collision. Uh, We don't know... uh, how many? We don't know who. Paul Lap Police, who uh, is with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, here in this news, he's put on his Twitter account as a young coach. Bus trips at the college level were a weekly thing for me. Thoughts and prayers to the Humboldt Broncos at this difficult time. As obviously, uh, I've been talking about this affecting the hockey world, but this will transcend the hockey world and any any uh, any team that has to travel by bus long distances. And you know, when I think about it, just in the province of Alberta alone the number of teams that are routinely on the road all, all the time. I mean, you got the Western Hockey League teams, the Oil Kings uh, busing throughout Western Canada, all the teams in the AJHL going all the way up from uh, Fort McMurray games down to, to Southern Alberta. And I know when I covered the Lloydminster uh, Blazers and Bobcats in the AJHL, uh, uh, that uh, treacherous highway up to Fort McMurray wasn't twinned, and that was a trip that they would make uh, two or three times a year round trip. Uh, even Lloyd to uh, to Bonneville, though not in uh, distance, the highways you know weren't uh, weren't twinned for the large majority of the trip. Then they'd be making those trips through blizzards, and so you know, and all all the the college teams, uh, ACAC, and all those uh, types of schools that are going to you know Edmonton Calgary corridor back and forth all the time. It uh, it, it reminds you. The, all the drivers and all the safe trips that they've been able to make and, and unfortunately uh, it didn't uh, wind up safe tonight for the Humboldt Broncos so we'll keep you updated on this on our newscast here on 630 Chat. and unfortunately uh, it looks probably going to be a, a discussion point and a story updated in uh, the days to come so that's Inside Sports uh, for tonight. It is a it is a tough one. We will have the Oilers game for you tomorrow at, uh, at 6.30. That'll be a, a Oilers game against the Sedins for their final one in their career. Humboldt Broncos bus crash on the way to a game in Nipawin. The RCMP has confirmed fatalities, and uh, we'll keep you updated as we get the details here. Thanks a lot to Patrick Bauer for uh, rolling with the show tonight. Obviously, we have to change some things on the fly with the news out of Humboldt. Thanks to Greg Drennan for coming on the show uh, as well. We uh, obviously have to change the guest list because of the news, but you did hear from Josh Dover, who covers the Colorado Avalanche, and Ian Bartow from the Lacombe Generals. Best of them at the Allen Cup. The producer of the show is Dave Campbell. My name is Reed Wilkins. Talk to you tomorrow.